hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, man. Let's get... We don't have to outdo ourselves no. every week. No. You know? Sometimes I need oxygen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a great thing to have at the beginning I of the show. can't get hypoxia every time we do the show. So, it's, I feel like that effect is still there. Testing one two 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 two. I, that sounds good now. Yeah. I don't know. I always. I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust it. Stay in your head, man. I think that's what it is. Is that the the effect goes on and we're listening via headphones and I I maybe it's just like you know phantom mm-hmm. phantom hearing. Yes. I feel like I can hear it, but maybe I'm not hearing it. I don't know. Can you hear it? <laughs> no. Yeah, we peak when that happens. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm well. new at this seat. <laughs> yeah. Why? Where? Who? Uh, yeah. I don't know. So here we are at Episode the- Episode 530. 5.30. Thank you. At 5.30 p.m. Yeah. And- it Worked out great. Too bad we didn't do this on May 30th. Oh, what we is sh- today? We should have jammed in June 5th. My brother, I don't know what to make of him. Today's his birthday, right? Oh. I'm driving up here. There's a lot of things going on. I'm eating Parmesan crisp snack mix and a one bar, drinking a Propel. Got halfway through the Propel. Propel? Uh, you know, I want to let uh, Gabriella know that I got here, but I make time to call him on his birthday. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, sure. So I got a lot of balls in the air. And I call him, and we talk for a few minutes, and then we start talking about other people, not him. He wants to help Osborne get some guy elected governor in New Hampshire. <laughs> or maybe wow. he wants Osborne to help him get some guy elected governor. Or does your brother want to be governor? Well, he's using this other guy, fucking Kevin Spacey style. Um, what? what was that show? Mail rape? Not just Or do you the mean rape. the character? In... Yeah, Frank Underwood style. Frank. Oh, okay. That was, uh, what was that show? <laughs> The uh, Office. Game of Cards. Yeah. <laughs> game, game of Throne cards. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he's going about it that route. Maybe he's uh, he's real Machiavellian. Um, but he seems like he's just interested in this guy named Thad. Wouldn't that be something if the governor of New Hampshire... Was named Thad. Someday, and here on Portman Show number 530, uh-huh. I call it. The guy's name is Thad. Okay, well, we'll have to reference back. We will. I, I reference back. Actually, uh, I don't anymore. I used to spend a lot of time with old Portman shows, like when I was in the shower or going to bed at night. It's nice to put on like a Portman show for really? 2019 when you're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awful. Your... No, no, no. They're great. That was a really uh, good run. Not that, that we're not in the middle of a good run right now, but that's like Bitcoin. It goes up, it goes down. <laughs> that's you know, it's all over the place. Got to ride it. But I think I think in the average over the last 10 years, just like Bitcoin, it's only up. We're only on the way up? I think so. I mean, unless you consider having more fans, something. <gasps> yes, we don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you guys riding Portman Show to zero? <laughs> yeah. Eventually, I guess. Portman Coin, coming soon. There's no but, reason why we couldn't. Well, actually, there's yeah. one reason, and its name is Andrew. Why we, we could just do have... it behind his back. Oh, yeah. Well, well I mean, he'd never know. He'll never find out. He no, doesn't he, know anything about crypto. He won't listen to this. He's not even on the show. Look, we create our own token. We create our own NFTs, and we just fucking uh, scam the shit out of the entire internet, and Andrew doesn't have to know anything about it. Mm. Except for, like, one day I'll just show up in a DeLorean, and he'll say, huh? (laughs) (laughs) We put the mannequin in chair number three, if you're watching on the live stream, and I feel like we've both looked at it a couple times, or, like, (laughs) agreement or something. Well, it's just, it's imposing. 
Like yeah. uh, because it is a port mannequin, it doesn't have knees, and so uh, it has to stand there. And it's like lording over us. And because it, it doesn't stand on its own, it's leaning some against the table. It's I don't know. It's just you know. I think as human beings, we're uh, our brains are just looking for these these like um, you know patterns in yeah. nature that look like faces or eyes of predators. And you look over there and you go, huh? and you realize, oh, it's just a just a port mannequin. Yes. We don't have to worry about it. But uh, yeah, for some reason, it really draws the eye. It's good to think that there's a snake that's there (laughs) that actually isn't there. It's better than not thinking a snake is there that is there. Let me just check under the table real quick. (laughs) There could be spiders. We're good. good. Oh, man. Fucking animals, man. So I've panned camera one to the left so you can take a look at the mannequin's torso (laughs) hovering over James and I at the table. James and myself. James Mannequin, does he have some abs, too? He does. We yeah. need to, we need to get a mannequin in here that's uh, fatter. Yeah, really fucking making me feel self conscious. La- He's got the traps and the lats and the gats, <laughs> and a kind of a half smile like he knows it. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a smug fuck. He might not have a soul, but he's he's. Uh, let's see here. I think he is slayed a lot of puss. <laughs> Nice. All right. So we were here last week for uh, a very troubling episode of Portman Show, as we uh, just listened to drops. Was it trouble from that episode? Uh, Oh, we talked about some private troubles uh, that we won't go into on the show. Yeah. Uh, I, as happens on occasion, you you say things. It's always my fault. I feel like it's always my fault. But something happens. It's happened to all of us. Over the last 10 years, I mean, we've deleted shit before, for sure. Yeah. That just, you say a thing, and then uh, it's it's upsetting to somebody, and you go, oh, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to delete it. So, I have this emergency call with you guys, and I go, I said too much. I need the, I need the audio back. I need to make yeah. changes. <laughs> then I listen to the show after that, and I go, boy, I should have edited out a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> If I had editorial control for a couple hours, I really should have cleaned this one up. Oh, wow. But, uh, and it was all me. It was, uh, some, I think we're, we're our own worst critics, but uh, it's Not over. True. And uh, just well, the, 10 it, weeks from now, it won't be in the feed anymore for public consumption. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then. Terrific. I mean, it doesn't have to be in the feed now. I can just <laughs> fucking make delete it, it. Make it a, uh, a special, special for the paying audience only. But so that's I'm, the problem. Yeah. Like, that's, it's not our fault. We didn't, we don't say things. Well, let me say, how do we put this? We say things sometimes that are maybe something that people that we respect don't want to be out there and we have to go, okay, sorry, and maybe take it out, right? Mm-hmm. Names or something to that effect. But when it just comes to political commentary or social commentary, it's it's on the cocksuckers out there in the world that get offended at this shit. Fuck them. That's the problem. That's a perfect world if they just fuck themselves. Yeah. But uh, we know that they could come. Because, I mean, look, we called the show last week Punch Me Blackie, right? We did. We did. Now, if you take that out of context, that seems real offensive. Mm -hmm. But it's not because it was uh, in in reference to a film about Mm -hmm. a man that literally, I don't know if he literally said, but he was basically saying, go ahead and punch me Blackie. Yes. And he was from the 40s when people were less, you know, sensitive about such matters. And also, I don't, (sighs) inviting a black man to punch you, I think that's what they all want. Uh, that is also true. That's well, I mean, when you say they, just, let's yeah. clarify that they. By they, uh, I mean all black people. The, the whites <laughs> who have a problem with this. All right, enough race stuff. How yeah. was your weekend? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a new uh, uh, keyboard here, and it's real. You ever change keyboards? Really fucks you up for the first few months. It would have to have a lot of boogers on it for me to start taking that seriously. Um, Seriously? Well, whenever you um, violently scream into the intro of the show and pound your fist on the table and splash whiskey into your keyboard and Mm -hmm. then it stops working, then you got to get a new one. And so I did. I went and found the cheapest keyboard for like $12 on Amazon. And uh, it does work, but it's just, you know, the keys feel different, and it's it's black instead of white, which is a real problem. Uh, it's just kind of different when I look down, because I probably should have gone for the white keyboard, because it's easier to see in this dim sort of environment, dimly lit studio. This room is very well lit. It so- actually is. I don't know. But for some reason, like, it's just, it seems, you know, I also have this problem with eyesight where I, I need these things called lenses mm-hmm. in my eyes. Tell me about it, yeah. And I have to look at a keyboard when I type. Mm-hmm. Now, you you just you say fuck it all, right? And uh, you don't care. But I try to look down, and I guess, you know, people that don't wear glasses, they don't realize that, like, they you get peripheral vision. Some update. We'll do it later. Windows, <laughs> thanks. We'll get back to you. fucking Windows. But, like, I can look underneath my glasses, and it's all blurry and shit. So I have to, like, try and crane my neck down. It's... It's a whole pain in the dick. Now we have. And it makes it hard to, you know, type quickly. Peripheral vision, right? Side to yeah. side. Uh-huh. What is the uppity downity vision called? That Maybe much? that's. Ch- chat, could you uh, do some research for us on that and find out what your uppity downity vision is yeah. versus your side to sidedy vision? Instead of peripheral, is it upripheral or mm. or like um, what, what's uh, lateral? No, horizontal and vertical. Vertripheral? Ver- My vertripheral vision. <laughs> is it vertical vision? Is that such a yeah, thing? I don't know. Now, to be fair, maybe peripheral just refers to a circular area of vision that's out of focus. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. We need an optometrist on this show. So, anyway, got a new keyboard. Hooray. Uh, But I spent the weekend, well, not the whole weekend, but I spent all day Saturday pressure washing and then stripping and then pressure washing some more and then putting down some sort of nonsense that you're supposed to do after the stripper and then washing it again. It's a whole to-do. To then prep for painting the cock-sucking deck. The deck? Yeah. Oh, so how do you like pressure washing? Uh, it was it was a real pain in the ass. You rented a pressure washer? I didn't. Uh, I broke Andrews after <laughs> trying to fix Andrews, which I thought it was fixed, and then, it, then the, the engine worked, but then the pump died. And, uh, you know... When, when we were trying to get it to start, Andrew was there to try and get it to start. And, of course, he doesn't say anything about, like, hey, you have to hook up the water first and do this and that. Like, he doesn't fucking know either. But then when it blows up, he's like, why didn't you do this thing? <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You didn't tell me how it works either. So, anyway, a, big, a lot of misunderstanding. It doesn't work anymore. So, then I had to um, drive to a friend's father-in-law's winery to pick up the friend's uh, pressure washer and drive it all the fuck way back like 40 minutes around r- up up and back so I've been to 80 minutes of round trip yeah. yeah and uh but i borrowed a pressure washer this one came with directions so i read them and didn't blow it up and then washed with pressure the deck and uh you know learn had to learn how to do that and it worked pretty good it like stripped off a lot of the paint just with the pressure washer then i put down the stripper which seemed to do nothing i probably fucked it up i don't know it's a it's 
I, I think they just sell you these chemicals at Lowe's or Home Depot that just claim magical powers, and then they don't do anything, but you're already so far into a project, and it's hot, and you're tired, and you're just like, fuck it. I don't care. You got to know how to do things. Like, people with yeah. this whole Home Depot revolution, right? DIY. Oh, yeah. People forget themselves that they don't know how to do anything. It should be called FYI. Fuck it up yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, F-U-I-U-P-Y. The F, the, I mean... The mis- leaving out the U can be your first mistake. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> People, Just these idiots early. thinking they can do stuff, yeah. trying to make an acronym oh, or yeah. an abbreviation. Yeah, what's the Well, let's see here. Acronym actually stands for something. Makes a word, like or Nambla. Word. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> not a word. <laughs> they made it a word. It's an abbreviation. I think you mean like Navy SEAL, because SEAL is a word, but it's also an acronym. Right. Yes. Uh, oh, it has to. Maybe it has to be. No, because NASA is an acronym. That's not a real word. Right, but that's. Uh, wait, there's another term for it then. Because like that's not a real word, but you take a real word like seal, which stands for uh, semen entering all labias, and uh, they're the best. Chat. One. What is up down vision called? <laughs> Two. Is NASA. Um, <laughs> a word outside of the space program. And three, uh, send us a diagram of a vagina so we know if something can go in a labia. This is going to be a fact-checked show. Oh, God damn it! Look at this. Acronym. An abbreviation formed from the initial letters of other words and pronounced as a word. Example, NASA. <laughs> so, cool. So Chat, there you go. Now you only have two things to do. Vagina diagram and up-down vision. <laughs> Vaginagram? Is that the latest <laughs> game the kids are all into? Vaginagram. Uh, yeah. And at the same time, because uh, in between drawings and washings and strippings and all this stuff, I uh, I climbed up on a ladder very rickety-like and did a bunch of caulk-ing mm-hmm. and then foaming. Man, spray foam? Seems like such a great thing. It can be such a goddamn mess. You ever use spray foam? The, the kind that you squirt into gaps and cracks and voids and such? And it seals it. Allegedly. How much expansion you get on that foam? It depends on the foam. And the problem is, is the foam that I was using expanded a lot. So I squirted it into all these gaps above these windows on corrugated tin on the side of my barn. And I came back like an hour later and it looked like there were fucking giant snowballs stuck on all <laughs> like over these little, uh, what do you call it, corrugations on the tin. Mm-hmm. So there's just like these white puff balls about the size of a softball, like all in a row on the top. And it looked... Utterly ridiculous. So then I had to go up there with a knife and cut them all off with uh, with a knife so that they didn't look so god-awful. But there's other types of foam that don't expand as much. Yeah. It's, like, it's just hard to... Like, you can't fucking calculate how much it's going to expand. It's It really needs some sort of product that, like, just kind of, like, you sh- I don't know, squirt in there and it, like, levels off. But then you couldn't do the side of things. I don't know. It works great sometimes, but it just does not look great. Unless you do a lot of trimming and cutting afterwards. Yeah, I, I just want to... painting over. Yeah, I'd want to know, like, how hard it expands, like, with what kind of force and how much it expands. Yeah. If you're talking, like... Well, they have different levels for that. Oh. They have specific foam that's made for, uh, they call it, like, window window gaps or something. Mm-hmm. So it's literally meant to not place any pressure in the gap that you expand it in. And I think it's just supposed to seal, like, when you put in a window or something. Yeah. But then they have other ones that, uh, I guess, are much of a much more dense of a foam. And that's the ones I like because I jam those into like holes in concrete and around trim and stuff and it like bulges shit out and breaks. 
Yeah. But then I know there ain't no goddamn birds making nests in there. They'll find a way. Well, they did find a way. I had a big void where two roof lines met up. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I went up there one day trying to fix the roof and this bird flies out of this like gap where the two roofs meet and kind of overlap. And I was like, what the fuck? And I get a flashlight and I can see stuff up in there. And I realized, oh, it's a nest. And so for the past like eight weeks, you could hear birds up in there chirping and going nuts. And I'd sit on the deck and the mama papa bird would be like squawking at you because they were they wanted to go into the nest. But they thought, you know, I was a snake going to go get their babies. Wait, are there dad birds? Chat dad birds. <laughs> Find out. Well, they're not all like Jesus. Of course, there's male birds. You Is that a serious question? <laughs> Wait, can we? No, 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 no. There is bird sex. We know this. We've talked about it on the yeah, show yeah. before. It's very anticlimactic, right? The climax itself. Yeah, I was watching uh, two birds fuck on my deck railing the other day. You must have been really attentive because it happens very quickly. Well, not when they just sit on the deck railing and do it over and over. It was like on, off, on, off, on, off. And then eventually they flew away after like five times of either fucking or trying to fuck. I don't know what they were doing, but I, I was like, he, what are these birds doing? I think you were watching fuck attempts, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you have to do the whole dance of the bird when you're the male bird, right? You can't just be like, hey, I'm a male. You're a female. Now we fuck. We're the same species. Okay, yeah, I sure. mean, if there was any doubt yeah. we should fuck, we're the same species. Yeah. Let's fuck. So... <laughs> Man, when Go you sit in front of this down. pad, <laughs> yes, you just you just think everything you say is a great title. <laughs> We're the same species. Let's fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, How do birds yeah. know? They, but that's the interesting thing. How do weird? they know? Because the male bird looks like a pimp of that bird species. Well, not well, all, not all of them. Uh, Have you seen? You know. Uh, the birds specifically I was dealing with were uh, house sparrows. And like the difference between the male and the female is like a slight amount more of black feathering. There's no like colors or anything. Yeah. So what I think it comes down to is the scarcity of the mates available. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if mates are more scarce, then the male bird has to do more of a performance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is probably true. Yes. He has to peacock. Yeah. More. Literally. Yeah, so if, uh, yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> Peacocks, that's why they do that. Yeah, you never made that correlation? No, I'd watch them. I'd be like, what a waste of time. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, you know they grow those feathers every year and shed them? Yeah, you can find them. Yeah, you, crazy. You can own them. I feel like that's when I was a lot kid, of we oh, had yeah. peacock feathers in the house. Pro- I feel like it was an 80s or maybe 70s thing. Mm. I think 70s, because I feel like... Somebody in my family had peacocks once, or I remember seeing it. Like, it was a thing, like a decorative thing. Yeah, we never had the peacocks. We just had the feathers. Yeah, you could just get feathers. Yeah. People are like, at some point, you know, it's it's one of those weird things where somebody realized, hey, let's everybody just hang bird feathers on shit, colorful feathers, and make decorations out of it. Yeah, I feel like people would use them as, like, they were enhancements for garments or fashions, or you'd put a peacock feather in your hat. Yeah, yeah. The, the You know, the old-timey late Victorian ladies had the hat with the giant feather sticking out. Yeah. As decoration. Because they couldn't, you know, they didn't have other colorful things in the world, so they had to go kill a bunch of uh, tropical birds mm-hmm. to get those feathers. So anyway, uh, these birds are fucking. I found their nest, and eventually I think the babies had, had gone. So today I got up there... And uh, they had managed to make a nest in a place where I really couldn't get it out. So I jammed the nozzle of the uh, 
what do you call it? Shop vac in there as much as possible, trying to suck all of the nesting material out oh. as best as possible. And uh, I didn't hear any birds go and get sucked into the tube. Right. <laughs> so they were yeah. all empty for the most part. Um, and then I jammed screen in there because you want to fill the void some. It's a pretty good sized void once you got in there because it was like underneath that tin uh, sheathing or whatever you call it, flashing. And uh, then I spray foam the shit out of it. Yeah. And so now, in the future, unless these birds are uh, digger birds of some sort, <laughs> I said digger birds, digging, as in digging holes. Anyway, got to be careful with that shit. <laughs> we got to be careful around here. Yeah. Uh, so that's satisfying. And, you know, I, I like plugging holes and making sure bugs don't get in there. But uh, uh, the barn itself, I've had, there's another species of bird had nest in there. Uh, they were squawking and flying around. And there's evidence of bird nests all in there in the insulation. You know, it's it's a great idea. Let's just put exposed insulation in a barn mm-hmm. because then animals just go, this is fucking awesome. This is basically a mattress warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then you just end up with, you know, bits of fucking insulation all over the place and whatnot. But, but the latest birds were barn swallows. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but they build a nest out of like mud and grass yes. and probably poop. Way up in the rafters where you can't fucking get to it. And then they just dive bomb your ass while you're trying to change a mower blade. Do they really? Uh, I mean, they don't. They just fly around. and I mean, I don't think they're like trying to attack you or anything. They're just birds that fly very quickly at things and turn quickly. Right? So as a person, you don't know what they're doing. You know, you're just like, oh, what the fuck's this bird doing? I'm sure they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Back to dad But I got to figure out how to keep them out of there. I know there's... You know, the sex where the male <laughs> is that becomes the biological dad of the bird. I don't yeah. think that there's a lot of debate about this. There probably is, but uh, does the dad stay involved? Yes. Really? For it, all birds? No. No. no this okay. is the same for, like, okay, there are male mammals mm-hmm. that are involved with the child rearing, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take uh, seahorses. They literally hold the little baby eggs in a pouch, right? That's probably the most inv- involved male. The dad does this? Have you not watched a nature show? How does he go to work? <laughs> They're just fish. They don't do shit. They float around. Yeah, so the male seahorse actually um, has a pouch, and they hold on to the, the eggs until they birth, and they actually, uh, like, rear them or whatever. So there are some bird species that hang around and share uh, birthing duties, with the with the females, uh, penguins are a great example. Most people have probably seen penguins, where like the the mother will go out and fish for a week or some shit, and the the father will stand there on the egg on his toes, freezing mm-hmm. his fucking balls off, even though he doesn't have them. He just has a cloaca, freezing his cloaca off. And uh, when the female comes back, they'll switch off, and then the male will go out and and eat out in the ocean, and hopefully come back and not get eaten by a killer whale. Indeed, or seals. Sea you, lions. You've watched a lot of nature shows. I love nature shows. I've been watching them for at least 40 years. This brings us to a new topic. There's something that's been on my mind, and I spent a lot of time this weekend actually talking about it. Unwinding. Andrew and I actually talked about this a couple of days ago. We had dinner. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, I like it when it gets to be around uh, nighttime and I watch TV. Yeah. What do you do to unwind? And I said, geez, I don't know. <laughs> I, sit, I sit in front of the computer too long, I think, sometimes at night. So I'm really wanting to have a better kind of intentional unwinding towards the end of the day. Like a time a time period in your day where you don't do shit 
that is productive. Yeah, but I still want it to be... God damn it, Amber. <laughs> Silver Suzuki. Okay, everybody, we're going to do a service. Oh, whoops, I just made it go away. Can I see it in my notifications? We should talk. Oh, there's Silver Suzuki. If you see one, it's a kidnapping. Just so you know, you can turn those off. You can? Yeah. I feel like I'm a better citizen if I have them on. Okay. <laughs> Let me just make sure this is uh, all muted, though. Just in case the kidnapped child is somewhere in the basement during this podcast. No, but I mean, if a Silver Suzuki goes by. We're in a basement, Brett. You're not going to see a Silver Suzuki. <laughs> We're in a windowless room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, usually I'm not. Yeah. That's why I keep the Amber Alerts on. Okay. My point being is that uh, I feel like that shit never works. You don't think I'm going to so? guess that 99.9% of people are just annoyed by the Amber Alert and uh, extremely small chance that anybody actually gets that thing on their phone and goes, oh my God, I see a kid napper. Mm. I don't know. I don't believe those. Th- my favorite though is I've had uh, the relatives, the older relatives. Sometimes it's it's like people similar age, but Facebook for some reason makes it too easy for uh, dumb dumbs to share dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the the older relatives will always share things like here's a missing child report. And for a time, I I, I enjoyed responding with they're not here in my whatever I would say. I don't see them in my bathroom or they're not here at my workplace or something because. The person sending out this missing report are in, like, Arizona, you know? And it's like, you're sending this to everybody on the planet. None of us are going to find this fucking missing child. Why would you think that sharing it on Facebook is in any way productive? But I think the people sharing it think that they're doing something good. They're sending a prayer. How serendipitous. How serendipitous. Because that Amber Alert goes off. I wasn't planning to talk about this, but now we're talking about it. How do I be a more charitable member of society you know what's the volunteer what's the point the volunteer thing that i should do i I mean like two hours a week i can't volunteer what kind of an asshole so yes i'll i'll be the asshole do i wait for amber or how many amber alerts are there these are the first i've had in a while i don't know you know i should get a i should get that alarm every time there's one I guess. (laughs) Okay. Well, I assume that the amber alerts that you get are actually for the ones in your area. They Mm -hmm. must they must geolocate that shit somehow. Because if it was an amber alert, like every time one went off countrywide, like your phone would just never stop making that noise. But it's not. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's localized amber alerts, right? Like who can do something about this? Yeah. You know. Now usually it's just some dad, right, who got mad. Yeah. Okay, and, and so he, like he made like a seahorse <laughs> and took the babies, <laughs> you know. Now, he might come back. He might have just gotten mad. He's this is, I can't do this. Yeah. I, I bet a lot of it is not the kidnappers of old. No. You know, the white windowless vans that we were warned about as children. Were yeah. you warned about white windowless vans? Mm, free candy. The candy that man? Kind of shit, yeah. That kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. clowns in the sewer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- those kinds of things, I think... Um, most kidnappers are probably like murder and rape. Like these are things that happen by people you know or people you, that you're at least made the acquaintance of. They've yes. cased you. Usually, statistically, it's yeah, almost right. always somebody that actually knows the child. Now, do I want to conform to some volunteer organization that might not actually be that helpful? And there's a bunch of people in it that I can hardly stand. Yeah. You know, like. <sighs> You know, a bunch of people who ran out of stakes for their yard signs, so they went and volunteered <laughs> to feel good about themselves. Or do I take matters into my own hands? 
and like start your own volunteer? No. Or you you mean vigilantism? I snap into action You're, when the Amber Alert goes. Are you off. Batman? I, I think I I need a f- well. No, that idea is taken. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you can be Brett, man. Yes, I can be, and you know, I just go and I chase the Amber Alert. Two hours a week. Two uh, well, two yeah. hours a month. I mean, hopefully the kid gets kidnapped in your with it within your window. I could set that up. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just find a find a hobo. Tell him to go uh, kidnap a kid. Save the kid. Be a hero. Yeah, if it gets to the end of the month and I haven't got my two hours of volunteer work in, if it comes to that, yeah. yeah I, I mean, do you don't want to do it every time. People might get suspicious. No. Try to wait for the Amber Alert. But like don't once traumatize children yeah. just to feel good about yourself. Eh. Unless you're a mother and you just got to do that pageant tree stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they do that anymore. Are there 2022 pageants? Oh. Are there? Oh, well. All the rage on the, on the uh, what would you call it, the right-wing conservative Twitter. Yeah. This, like, Friday, Saturday was apparently there was some sort of uh, uh, trans kids, like, drag queen show or something somewhere. I don't know. I scrolled past it as fast as I could and just thought to myself, man, this sort of, like, uh, I would call it, like, lunatic overreaction to something. Like, like it's it's almost specically designed to get a reaction from people like totally like, it's like the left does a thing that gets right-wing lunatics like ben shapiro to go oh my god look at what the left is doing and yeah. the majority of people who are saying are just like okay i'm sure it's not as anywhere near as bad as these fucking you know it reminds me of like uh growing up in the 90s being like video games they gotta have parental warning on the music and blah. yep it's all that dumb shit and i don't feel like that's a new story either i feel like there's probably trans kid drag queens who have kids of their own at this point you oh know? probably yeah i bet i mean i don't know this is a 15 year old problem is what i'm saying yeah how do we get on this when's your I, time to unwind uh, yeah when you're volunteering <laughs> not now this is all very stressful um all right so let's say i'm done with dinner by seven i mean you got to go to bed early right you got an early start uh i should that's okay. what i'll say I don't always. Sometimes I stay up until 11 o'clock because I get on that YouTube train, mm-hmm. going down the rabbit hole watching YouTube videos, and then for some stupid reason, I'm awake at 11 when I have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. It's real stupid. Then I feel like shit all day. Do you so, have yeah, a you... red light filter or blue light filter? Oh, no. I don't do anything smart oh, like that. Do the filter. I think that might help. Yeah, but then the colors are going to be weird. I think there's a little bit of of, of blue light filter on my iPad. <laughs> After have... sunset, I only watch videos about colors, <laughs> and that thing ruins them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's it's real bad. It's it's real dumb, and I know what I'm doing. I'm like, God, I should go to sleep, but then I see the next video where I'm like, ah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is tonight, puke. And he wants to watch videos. Tomorrow, puke is the one who's going to have the problem. Yeah. And then the next day, current puke goes, God damn it, past puke. I get that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So let's see. You unwind, but feel not unwound by this YouTube routine that you're in. So maybe that's not for me. I don't want to hold something. Now, are you doing this on the TV? No. See, uh, the problem is I get into a habit when I. When I like basically go to bed, I get in bed and I go, all right, now it's time to watch some YouTube videos. Even if I've already been watching YouTube videos or TV or some stupid shit. Mm. That's like my way to try. Because 
oftentimes, back in the past, I would read books. That would be my unwind period before I went to sleep. Yes. And that's a, that's an activity that oftentimes you can fall asleep to because the mind sort of has a chance to, as you say, unwind or wind down or whatever. Uh, there is sometimes problems when you're reading books because you're like, I got to get to the end of this chapter. And you're reading and reading and reading and you're like, oh, fuck, I read slower than I thought. Yeah. And then you're up late. But for the most part, I think like usually you can just you get really fucking sleepy when you're reading. Whereas when you're watching YouTube videos, for me anyway, I think it uh, does not help me get into that uh, sleepy time mentality. Yeah. So when is the best time to read? This is a question I've been asking myself. I don't know. I could only ever really do it before I went to sleep. Okay. Because there's usually just too many distractions anywhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I like to carve out some time in the morning, but I'm thinking that's not good. That's not why that feels good, nah. but it's not good. So uh, I want to have a time where I unwind, but I'm also not productive about it, but enriched for it. Mm. I went down this real Game of Thrones thing recently because I said I'm not watching any politics videos anymore. Yeah. So. I find my Those game are probably of, not good. Yeah. yeah, my Game of Thrones content creators, the old reliables, Kevin GT, you know, uh, what? like that. Kevin GT, Kevin, Explain, yeah, what do you mean? Kevin GT makes Game of Thrones videos where he'll take one character and go through their whole story, oh, okay. edit all their clips together. I so see. it's like a movie about that character. Oh, okay. Yeah. As opposed to yeah, all the stupid inner inner cutting of other dumb characters, hundred other characters yeah. that you have to be. Like, Wait, who's this guy? Why do I oh, care yeah, about this guy? Oh yeah, that's my problem with shows like that, where I'm like, fuck, I I do not remember at all what this idiot was doing yeah. last year. Yeah, so season. you'd watch Game of Thrones and like a new season would start after like a year and a half and it would <laughs> yeah. open with this guy and he's like, oh my God, this come to this moment for me. Yeah. And you go, why the fuck do I care about you? But when Kevin GT puts his whole story together, yeah. you go, oh. Now, now I have the full arc. Andrew caught me watching a video <laughs> called... Porn um, no, for the ages. What was it called? The Top 100 Game of Thrones episodes ranked. Okay. So sure. that's how bad it got. <laughs> and he caught me. So anyway, um, I want to get away from that because I'm not getting anything out of that. Right. But what but am I needing to get? Do I, is every hour of the day have to have some out squeezed from it? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like, uh, like, I don't, I don't think it's healthy to, to, to think that like every waking moment needs to be somehow productive like you have to be learning something you have to be doing something productive because i i feel like that's just how you're gonna get burned out with everything Mm -hmm. no that's that's a really good point but at the same time sometimes you have so much shit to do that you you're just like at least for me anyway i i have like a bunch of projects need to be done i just like i go back i don't know which one to do and then i just end up procrastinating Mm. there's also that yeah Yeah, that's tough yeah overthinking you know, overthinking and overdoing. Yeah. And the overthinking, if you're underdoing, maybe you're overthinking, right? Because as a result, like, I should be doing more. I always say this to myself. Yeah. I think my new thing is for like a period, three months is a long time just for like to focus on, they say, focus on three goals for three months. They, meaning some people. Okay. <laughs> say, say this, right? <laughs> so uh, three months is a quarter of the year. Focus on three goals for that quarter. One of them for me always never even gets touched, you know? I shouldn't say always. Like maybe there's a little progress, but it's undone. Maybe it's like one month 
one goal. Maybe that's the way. And I tailor those um, wind down activities to something that's enriching towards that. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, why am I 44 and still trying to figure this out? I don't know. Don't fi- people figure this out when they're like 19? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I yeah. think most people haven't figured shit out ever. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I'll be 40 in a few months. I don't I haven't figured out anything. That's right, right yeah. at the end of the summer. Yeah. Ugh. That's exciting. No, it isn't. I don't know. It's one of those arbitrary numbers where you just go, oh, fuck, 40. My brother's 42 today. He never called me back. How about that, everybody? That fucking Update bastard. from right at the beginning of the show where my brother and I talk for 10 minutes and he goes, hey, I'm leaving work. I'll call you back. Never calls me back. <sighs> On his birthday. He could do what he wants. <laughs> uh, true. But I thought we were having a good conversation. Yeah. Anyway. So. Uh, well, that's more than I do. I'll just send a text saying, hey, happy birthday. But I also grew up in a family where we weren't. We uh we 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 specifically specifically we're not supposed to celebrate birthdays because mm-hmm. God comes first. So you don't celebrate the person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. so now, as someone who's uh thirty nine, I go, oh, somebody's having a birthday. What do I give a shit? Because I never grew up uh, learning that uh, I should give a fuck about uh, celebrating people in my life that I appreciate. Right. So maybe it's not the best thing. But also, I haven't I haven't uh, worried about nor spent much on gifts <laughs> in my life. Yeah, that is true. I have also not a great thing when you say it out loud and you think about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I get that too. And then there's a question of like, how bad should I? Oh, there's a lot of problems with this sentence as it starts to fumble <laughs> out of my mouth. Should I feel bad about not being more generous with gifts? No. I don't know, because the problem with if, well, here's, here I believe is the, the uh, dilemma. If you're rich as fuck, give all the gifts you want. Have a guy who gets the gifts for yeah. you. Well, that's probably just the well, same as not giving them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, like, you know, you can give gifts and uh, like, who cares? But like, uh, there, it becomes a problem because you have to think about the gift. Like, is it going to be appropriate? Is this something somebody needs? You know, I actually, like, I'm annoyed if somebody gets me a gift and it's just some useless bobble. I'm like, oh, great. Here's another fucking thing in my life I need to, to, like, eventually figure out what to do with or just throw away in a year or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm just not much of a decorator person, I guess. You don't want a bunch of knickknacks. Yeah, I don't do knickknacks. Now, I have knickknacks, but they're my goddamn knickknacks, and they usually have some sort of story behind them, right? Like, for instance, my flight helmet from Afghanistan. That's a knickknack. I don't need that. Why do I need to have that on a shelf? Right. But it has a story. It has memories. Now, if somebody like my mother buys me a thing that she got off uh, fucking, uh, what what is it, Hallmark, out of the Hallmark store, I'm like, oh, okay, great, thanks. I appreciate the thought. But, like, now I just have a little statue of a thing that's like, "Uh, I don't know. Do I really need this? And then uh, a few years from now, I'll probably, you know, be moving or something to that effect. And you, you, it's just more junk that you've collected. Right. Yeah. And so I think about that whenever I get gifts. I prefer to give some sort of utilitarian practical gift. Indeed. Yes. Something that the person can use. Yeah. But a lot of people, I, I don't know if they appreciate that, you know, because everybody has different, I don't know, mentalities or, or philosophies around gifts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so well, maybe they would prefer some sort of nonsense like flowers. 
I have become much more sentimental in the last year and a half after getting to know the world's most sentimental person pretty much <laughs> who, if she walked by somebody, she got their address to send them a card. True. Yes. So I actually have developed a kind of appreciation for this. Mm. And I think, how can I put more appreciation into the world? So I don't know. I mean, how do we get to gifts? Gifts uh, giving? I don't know. Talking about time to unwind... And birth. Oh, your brother was going to call you on a, his birthday, and then I started ranting about birthdays. That's right, right? and so acknowledgement of birthdays yeah. and special days and special events. I like to give a call on a birthday. Say, yeah. hey, it's not just Facebook. I mean, it was Facebook that reminded me that it was your birthday, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's not. Yeah, that's not the only reason I'm calling. I'm going to go above and beyond the 56 people who said. Happy birthday, because uh -huh. Facebook allows you to just basically yeah, just click a button. It throws it in your face. You go, oh, fuck, I forgot. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Craig. So. Yeah, or you try to call somebody like your 89-year-old grandmother, whatever she is, and like, I don't know if she has a phone. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it rings and rings. Oh, there's a birthday gift idea. Yeah. No, she has a phone. She doesn't use it. That's the problem. Ah. It rings and rings, and then it goes to voicemail, and I don't think she ever turns it on. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, my aunt insisted that I call her for her birthday, and I said, "Okay, no problem." It's hard to do when she doesn't answer it, right? Because so, then I'm like, "How much? How much time and effort do I put into this?" She thinks her grandson's just a piece of shit and didn't try to call her on her birthday. I'm yeah. like, "I did." Yeah, yeah. So then that gives me anxiety, and then I and then I resent that. The pressure, the pressure yeah. of things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. The pressure of events and what feels like obligations. Like yeah, I don't like them. Giving for joy, being sentimental for the joy of doing it. Yeah, Is I don't like any of that. can do? Yeah, then that's not for you. You got to find other people who are not sentimental. When it comes to gifts, the only real time that I enjoy giving gifts is randomly. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see a thing that I'm like, holy shit, I think this person will really like this thing. You've given me random gifts. Have I? Yeah. Olive oil from Italy. Oh, yeah. Headphones that I still use. Do I have them? No, these are yours. Uh, are they these kind, though? I think... They're uh, close, but they're, not the same. I think they're similar. Mine are better. I don't know. They're Audio-Technica. You yeah. go on to Amazon, and you try to look up headphones, and you go, fucking hey, I don't know. What I... So then you just get the ones you're familiar with. Yeah. Because, man, headphones? You know what I mean? Let's see here. We bought like the world's cheapest headphones when we started the show ten years ago. That like the the ones that we've had before that go on the ear mm -hmm. that are like a dollar now, probably. Yep. Well, with inflation, they're like three hundred. But uh, at, at back in the ten years ago, they were a dollar. And then we moved up to some sort of over-the-ear headphones that we tried to cheap out on that hurt our heads. And then I tried to go to better headphones that we also cheaped out on that hurt our heads. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then eventually I just started wearing my headphones, these Audio Technicas that I bought for me to like uh, listen to music or whatever, you know, whenever you, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you just like a good pair of headphones. And uh, so eventually I realized, why am I not just wearing these on the show? And uh, then Andrew keeps complaining about these headphones hurting his head and but he would never buy his own headphones, so I just said, fuck it, I'll buy these for you. And he complained about how much they cost, and then last week he said, ah, they're not that much better than the old ones. And I'm like, God. The <laughs> ones you got for me have a straight cord. Now, I have a really good pair of headphones, Yeah, but they have a curly cord. Yeah. Have you seen, you remember the curly cord from the old studio? I got a curly cord right Curly here. cord, okay. Yeah. My curls are not that tight anymore. Oh, they, they have, have been stretched. loose and tangly. 
So even like pulling this thing out now, it feels like, um, you know, like it's very heavy, a big, heavy tangle. Yeah. And you have all this cord, but it's just in this lump. So having the straight cords is really nice, I think, because you can move around a lot. Now, yeah, the, the curly cord yeah. seems like a good idea, but really, like you said, it just creates a, a mass of weight on the end of that cable. Yes. And sometimes it's like you can feel it pulling on your head. So it's not good. Andrew and I have this friend named Ben. Ben uh -huh. sends me a text the other day. He says, my wife is uh does a lot of online stuff and she wants to get a headset microphone uh-huh and before i write him back i think boy if we had headset microphones we could play ping pong during the show <laughs> we could do a number of things during the show well you mean cordless uh which isn't gonna work but because of the delay yeah this is a delay now that's one of the things andrew did try was uh bluetooth a bluetooth adapter i remember and this, there was yeah. a delay yeah and it will fuck your brain up. It's weird. We should have gone with it. We all should have tried it for one show, just with a delay. No, it doesn't that work. Would have been interesting pod. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, you mean just for the hilarity of the audio of us? Yeah, just having just a really hard be. time. <laughs> like, let's have a hard time in a new way versus like how, just the usual way. Like how you think the audience would enjoy us putting out a terrible show? <laughs> Look what they've managed to enjoy. That's true. We don't know how they do it. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Why maybe don't we take a maybe break? Maybe they're masochists. Yeah, and sure. we will see if my brother is going to call me back on his birthday. Oh, okay. If he cares about his brother that much. And uh, we'll also talk a little bit at the beginning of hour two about where Andrew is. Just, I'm sure he'll want to tell the story himself when he gets back. Oh, but there are some funny <laughs> he'll things. He'll tell some stories. There are some funny things. Oh, okay. About this story, so uh, all right. we'll not spoil Andrew's. No, next we week's should. Stories. We should. We should tell all of his stories ahead of time. <laughs> spoil. Yeah. Let's go through our message threads and see what we know about Andrew's stories, and then we'll uh, preview yeah. them for you in hour what? two. Jack says, Wi-Fi headphones might work. What the fuck are Wi-Fi headphones, Jack? Please tell us more during the break. All right. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Second hand for the show. Look at you getting fancy over there trying to fiddle with the buttons and do things. Oh, yeah. I mean, now it's that I've unlocked. Addictive. Yeah. You got to put the parameter up all the way for. Parameter? Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a knob on the mixer. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, you just got to learn your knobs. Apply. Yeah, you do. You got to apply those effects. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's up to us. The chat just wants to talk about headphones now. I mean, they're <laughs> real. They're stupid. like real autistic. So uh, what do we got? I, yeah, I just wanted to say I have been chuckling at um, okay. Andrew's adventures. Oh. And I don't want to say too much, but he's gone. Say everything. To basically be at the whims of young Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, think, you think that was... Uh Possibly not the best idea, or... What I'm hoping is that he returns with a really powerful story of, like, triumphs overcome and life lessons learned, and he says, you know what? Denver actually is, in that scene out there, the greatest thing. See you guys Rule number later. one, ignore anything Andrew says. <laughs> see you guys later. I'm moving to Denver. <laughs> uh, so I see this message preview from him as I'm going to bed on Friday night, and it okay. says... I miss Pittsburgh already. And that's all I see, right? And I'm like, that's gay. Wait, when when did he send that? Um, Saturday night? Yeah. I'm like, why is he's my... He's been there 24 hours. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> what? no, Friday night. So he's been there 
six oh, hours? Friday night, yeah. Okay. So I say, why is this band, this male friend of mine, sending me a message that sounds like something you'd get from uh, a lady you're dating? You know, I miss Pittsburgh already. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I better open it. <laughs> and there's more, right? Now, I've just arrived in Hastings, Pennsylvania, an extremely based town uh, two hours east of here. Okay. It was built by coal miners and oh. German farmers. Yeah. Right? So they know what's up there. <laughs> Andrew's in Denver. Denver is a different place. Denver probably has a great story that's been ruined by people young Alex's age. Not by young Alex. He's great. Yeah. But he's probably making some friends who are problematic. People that have moved, let's say, east from where they previously lived yes. to ruin the gateway to the Rockies. Okay. That is a possibility. They could also have moved west from someplace like New York. Oh, yeah, that too. Sure. A lot of people, New York is hard to leave. Look, liberal cocksuckers have ruined Denver. We'll just say that. Have you ever seen the movie uh, My Dinner with Andre? No. Okay. There is a scene in this movie. This this movie is wild. It's from 1981. Okay. And it's two actors who you would recognize. One guy was in that uh, movie that everybody sees, but I've never seen, uh, <laughs> that's set in some fantasy world. And Carrie Elgues, who's the name of an actor I never even learned how to say it, the Br Princess Bride. Oh, okay. One of the guys is in The Princess Bride. The other guy is a little bit more obscure and more of a director than an actor. But they just sit at a table in a restaurant and talk yeah. the whole movie. That's all the movie is, right? Really? Dinner with Andre. And there is a scene where he starts talking about New York and how do you get that New York is a prison and the, the prisoners have become the guards. And it is like, so I, I first saw my dinner with Andre, I think during the pandemic, and I was like, holy shit, this is 20 years. Excuse me, everyone. 30. This isn't. 9-11 this is 40 years ago yeah and this guy is talking about like the condition of new york right now where interesting the yeah. city is a prison and the prisoners are also the guards guarding each other and keeping each other prisoner oh okay so I, as in like uh i don't know like you hear about the soviet state yeah. where, where people rat other people out to the government if you don't mind if we could get one youtube in the oh. show it would be it would be this it would be my dinner with andre new york and let's just see what we get all right i'm getting the hang of this new new uh keyboard uh conspiracy theory scene i think i try it. that okay oh, i gotta unmute it oh what why do you think that is? I mean, why is that? I mean, is it just because people are, are lazy today or they're bored? I mean, are we just like bored, spoiled children who've just been lying in the bathtub all day, just playing with their plastic duck, and now they're just thinking, well, what can I do? Okay, yes, we are bored. We're all bored. Pause. But all right, so we've heard from the other guy, and now we're hearing from Andre. Oh, so this is Andre yeah, is the now, this guy is a lot of fun. He's having a great time at this dinner. I don't know if they're having some wines or what. I don't even know if they've even gotten their food yet. Okay. But Andre has just got a lot on his mind, and I really hope this is called conspiracy theory scene, but I really hope it's the New York scene. But even if it's not, we're gonna learn about a conspiracy theory from forty years ago. Has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, 
and somebody who's asleep will not say no? See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand, and he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now, and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. 40 years ago! I know! What the fuck? I know. Should we continue? Yes, let's continue. I'm into this. <laughs> All right, my mind is blown. This is... Uh, like, so is geez. this guy's. Look at this guy's look. Yeah. Chat, here's this guy's look. Yeah, he's the guy from, what you said, the Princess Bride that like the, did the scene with the poison or something? He kind of has a lisp. I've never seen it, but he's in oh, the trailer. Oh, you've never seen it? Okay, yeah. So unless he's just wandering through the day they're shooting the trailer. I'm pretty sure he's in it. Yeah. When I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the Redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. That's the way to be. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. And we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. See, I think it's quite possible that the 1960s represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished, and that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now, and that from now on, there'll simply be all these robots walking around, <laughs> wow. feeling nothing, thinking nothing, and there'll be nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being with feelings and thoughts, and that history and memory are right now being erased, and soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet. Man. Well, what? Yeah. Wow. So that was 40 years ago. I'd say we're 80% of the way to that premonition coming true. Whoever whoever wrote this movie must have killed himself by now. That, if, the, guy, the guy in the foreground there. Who's, Andre. Yeah, Andre wrote this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he wrote and acted. I think he directed it, too. Jeez. I'm pretty sure. Short work. So anyway, that's my dinner with Andre. We were talking about uh, my Denver with Andrew. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, so... Denver, where Andrew is, is now populated by these uh, concentration camp guards who came from somewhere. <laughs> Probably mostly from the West Coast, I would guess. Yeah, Most of them are I under 30. Like, so I open Andrew's message, and no, I'm not going to spoil all of the stories no. that Andrew has shared no. with us so far. But he says... Spoiler alert! After, he fucked a bison. <laughs> 
I, when bison sex happens, I don't think you get to fuck it. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Uh, so I miss Pittsburgh already. I open the message. I see there's a message before that. It says, I just finished shouting at a man, Alex's kind of friend. Uh, I, oop, I just thumbs up the, uh, <laughs> Andrew, that was me right now talking about this on the show. Thumbs up the message about ESG. So the man, I'm guessing, is not uh, a fan of ESG. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Andrew just yells at people about it. Yeah, because uh, Andrew is the kind of guy that would yell at somebody uh, who was for environmental, what is it, social and governance? Yeah, so it's social credit score, basically, yeah. based on how your impact on the environment, are you a good citizen, and are you participating well with society? Um, real dystopian shit. Yeah, real, uh, you know, the concentration camp of the future as portrayed in 1981's My Dinner with Andre. This guy works for a startup that helps market vegan meat companies. Uh, <laughs> I miss Pittsburgh already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And no I just wrote kidding. back, I'm in Hastings. I'm not finding anything like that here. <laughs> you wrote back, I'm at a slaughterhouse. <laughs> I'm chewing on raw beef. Yeah. Um, ugh, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, that's so like when I spent those six months in California a couple years ago there or a year ago. Oh, two years ago. Wow. Time flies. So no. I, I joined my new job and went to California in uh, November of 2020. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's almost, you know, it's only a few months away from two years ago. And, uh, we lost a light. A light just died. Interesting. <laughs> what the hell's going on in this house? It was like flickering the other day. These fucking LED bulbs, man. It's birds. Yeah. Oh, birds. Yeah, they chew through wires. Yeah. They don't have teeth, though. Anyway, uh, yeah, I like being out in California and just seeing how these people lived and what they talked about, the people that I worked with, and I'm just like, oh, this is a different world. Like, these are different humans, pretty much. It, you know, it's it's like a foreign country. Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. you, you know, you go to Portugal and you talk to people and they're talking about Portuguese things and you go, huh, these are different people. But it turns out within the United States, you can you can find people that definitely are on a completely different wavelength of uh, consciousness. Yeah. So Andrew's fine. So I can understand there. why he's, yeah. Uh, see, he's got to get up to Wyoming. I bet that's where more people, his, his style... Would be yeah. living. We talked about this uh, last week on the show. Where what are America's best states? Yeah, you know Texas. It was it well, was it was mainly that, Texas, Florida. Yeah, that there was just a you know very bad shooting there. As I was saying, it was this uh. is the best place. <laughs> uh, well, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Wyoming, Idaho. I mean, I'd say that's your top five. What yeah. else could you put in there? Uh, New Hampshire, New Hampshire might be sick, but New Hampshire <laughs> depends is flooded on with these problematics. Yeah, yeah, New Hampshire has a real, a real problem. Uh, the Free State Project is doing all they can, but they've got their finger in the dike, basically. Yeah. And the uh, like, the floods are coming. I think the flood and is here. I just here. don't know how they're going to hold it back. Yeah, and, and also, uh, if you enjoy driving, living in New Hampshire just sucks balls. That so, is absolutely true. Yeah. Where this is an absolute paradise to drive in if you have the right vehicle. For this part of the country, which would be what I don't think? know, Pittsburgh. You want a small car, manual yeah. transmission, lightweight. Yes, that's yeah. kind of what you want. Well, yeah. to be fair with that statement, I think you know, small car anywhere is fun. Mm -hmm. 
But also in the wintertime, you want something with a bit of ground clearance because, you know, just like in New Hampshire, you get them potholes. Holy shit. I yeah. smashed into a few. Like in, when the spring comes after all the, all the winter time and all of the snow and salt and whatnot erodes the potholes into giant chasms mm-hmm. that you drive over. God damn it. Yep. That's why I switched out my 18-inch rims for 17-inch aftermarket rims. Get a little more tire on Got to get more sidewall on your tire. I can't stand these fucking brand new cars with their uh, just insane lack of cushion. Is that just the look? Is that just the... Yeah, it's all pure aesthetics. Yeah. Now, if you own a race car... And the light's back! (laughs) You know, I've been watching the new season four of Stranger Things. Yeah. There's a lot of lights flickering in that show. You know, it's it's about like supernatural demons and shit or whatever. Have you seen it? I assume you have. I've seen the first two seasons. Those kids must yeah. be adults now. Well, the actors are. Yeah. Literally, one of the actors that's supposed to be playing like a 15-year-old kid is 29, 30? I think it's 29. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. crazy. But anyway, you know, movie magic. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, I think there's a demigorgon in our my fucking basement. Uh, what was I talking about? Cars. Uh, so the reason that you want a small sidewall, so large sidewalls when you're cornering will deflect. So you get less um, immediate reaction into a corner. Like when, you're, when your car is turning, if you have a thin sidewall, your car will react much faster because you don't have that rubber that deflects, you know, and sort of makes it feel mushy. On the road, you don't need none of that shit. Mm-hmm. You don't need a thin sidewall per se, unless you have a Corvette and you're or or a Miata and you're cornering the fuck out of it, right? Right. Uh, most people would prefer, I believe, a vehicle and tires that have a decent amount of sidewall that give them cushion. Because um, I've had 18-inch wheels on both my Volkswagen GTI and my Mazda 3, and dented both of them. Yeah. The yeah. reason being, you hit these fucking potholes, and there is no cushion. There's no rubber and air cushion in between the tire and the metal, and it takes very little effort to deflect the rubber and air and just smash right into the fucking metal bits and bend them. Exactly. Now I have very big tires with uh, a lot of sidewall, and it's a way to go. But around here, how much does it even help? I mean, it's helping. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, it's as much as you can get. <laughs> I was at the Monroeville Mall. Have you ever been to the Monroeville I Mall? I have. It is a spectacular mall. Monroeville spectacular is... Spectacular, like, like uh, Urban Decay Mall? Yeah, it is. I, did, <laughs> I wasn't liking the people who were there, but we were there when it was closing, so no one was in there. So we had the yeah. mall to ourselves, and we we're walking through it. I think last year or two years ago, there was... A, nah, maybe it was before the pandemic. There was uh, there was a good shooting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, Youth, yeah. Youths. Uh, got into a scuffle, and some of the youths had firearms. It looked like a shot place others, yeah. where a shooting could be, yeah. for sure. But man, did I drive through just this absolutely vicious hole in the ground, and I thought I had bent my rim, but yeah. I didn't. Um, the Good. mall itself, I mean, it's worth checking out. It's big. It's a big mall. It's one of the biggest malls I've seen. Oh, yeah? I think so, yeah. Have you been to Mall of America? No, that's in where? Minnesota? Minnesota or Michigan? Michigan, Minnesota, I think it's in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's allegedly the largest mall in the U.S. or the world, or some stupid shit. I mm-hmm. went there in the '90s with a friend. I had a friend, and his family was taking a trip to Mall of America. And in order to keep my friend uh, from losing his fucking mind, they invited his parents. Told him that he could bring a friend, and he chose me. Mm-hmm. And so we went on a road trip 
up to this mall of America, and it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of, of family they were. They would travel from Arkansas to Minnesota to see a mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now this mall does have a roller coaster in it. It's pretty cool, I guess, but still just ridiculous. Does it have a hotel? Should have a hotel. No, I didn't. I don't think there's probably hotels nearby, but I don't believe that it has a specific hotel. You know, it's like airports have hotels in quotation marks that are basically just hotels right next door. Yeah. And sometimes they're not. You know what? Like yeah. I flew to Austin to get a uh, Gabriella got a hotel at the airport. Yeah, right. Sure. Was it not as close? It was as a thirty dollar Uber ride away. Now, maybe that was the time or something, and maybe it was only like six miles, but six miles is not at the airport. I yeah, want to no. <laughs> pull my suitcase up to the hotel, you yeah. know? Or at least take some sort of very short shuttle trip. Shuttle. Yeah. These were not options, hmm. right? So uh, there are airports that are real expansive. Now, I remember I was in LA one time, and yeah. I drove there, but I was like, LA is you know, one of the greatest hellscapes on earth. Yes. I'll get a hotel at the airport where I know everything will be decent. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, yeah, you're going to limit your um, chance of getting into a real shithole. Right. But at the airport, finger quotes, uh-huh. is a huge, it, it's bigger, at, being at the airport in yeah. LA is like being in Pittsburgh. You're like, like it's that much of an area. Right. You're at the end of one of the runways on the opposite side from where all of the terminals are, which is six miles away. Exactly. And you have to go around. Yeah. And so, so it's like 30 miles away. Yeah. Something crazy. But this was a thing that I would do while I was traveling in uh, 2017 is I would pick hotels at the airport yeah. because these aren't people looking for trouble. These are people flying into the airport and then sleeping and flying somewhere else. You think uh, these are the good people. They're like stewardesses, pilots, yeah. businessmen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're in a room next to a pilot. Right? Yeah. Because I've done that before when traveling for work. I'm like, oh, here's a hotel that's near work. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake. I canceled that reservation and drove back to the airport and got a hotel there. <laughs> so I wake up at this hotel in L.A. Yeah. At the airport. That story I just told was in L.A. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, it's a real gamble. I go out in the morning. So it's night. I get there. I check in, right? I go, oh, thank God. I'm at the airport. <laughs> yeah. I get out in the morning. I walk out. There, It was like every, you know, every door, like it was a motel. So like every door into the room. Okay. Yes. Um, from the outdoors. So I go out. I walk out on the balcony and it looks like I'm at a campground. <laughs> there are just fucking tents. So I was surrounded by homeless people. Yeah. At, now, this is L.A., so, you know, this is not yeah, every airport hotel, but... Or it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe now. This was five years ago. So, uh, I was like, I slept in the middle of a homeless tent city. Yeah. So, yeah, at like, the airport boy, guarantees you these, nothing. Yeah. When you go into a hotel or motel and the door has like 16 locks on it, that's a sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we get to that, though? I feel like we have a bunch of open loops here. Uh, yeah. So for some reason, you talked about the Monroeville Mall because you went there. We're talking about I drove through a potholes. Pot yeah. Uh, the malls in western Pennsylvania will be places where if you drive the roads around the mall, those parking lots and roads are just a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. They have not been improved for 30 years. And uh, 
Yeah, you got to have. I mean, that's that's why probably uh, what do they call them? Crossovers and SUVs and trucks are so popular in the northeast of the United States. Because if you if you know if you're down in Florida, you can have a low slung car with a nice twenty inch, twenty two inch rims, all that shit. It's not a big deal. There's mm-hmm. no potholes. There's no snow and salt and frost heaves and all this shit. But up here in the Northeast, man, you're you got to get something with suspension and cushion and all that. We're not in the Northeast. Now nah, we're pretty fucking close. I'd say I, I like to say I'm in I the mean, Midwest. What do you consider Midwest? No. The next there's thing like, is Ohio. There's like three thousand miles between us and. California or the Rockies. Okay, so the Rockies is... See, that's the thing. I don't know what... Like, I'm from the Midwest. Oklahoma is the middle of the West. Yeah. Or the middle of the country, I guess. So that's what I consider Midwest. Like, I'm I'm north of the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. Being here in Pennsylvania, this is, this is Yankee country. I would say that everything from Colorado over is the West. I'd say the Midwest ends at Kansas. So I don't think you have more than a thousand... Chat, send us a map of the United <laughs> States. Um, with regions labeled by region and not states. Um, but I think... Yeah, this sounds like somebody who grew up in Boston. No, I think this is the beginning of the Midwest. Mm. What's south of us? West Virginia? I mean, Pittsburgh was considered the gateway to the West. Yes. When the West only extended another 100 miles. <laughs> yeah. But see, the West goes all the fucking way to the Pacific Ocean now, so... To when? consider this, like the Midwest is a band of the United States that's like 3,000 miles wide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was then. Yeah. yeah. When the West was. No, I think now. Fun. I think you're saying, what I'm saying is that you're saying the Midwest is Pittsburgh. That's fucking insane. I think this is the beginning of it. I mean, maybe. But it wouldn't be the mid. If this is the mid, then where's the, the eastern boundaries of the West? Chat. That's my point. I'm not trying to be difficult. But James and I are the only people here today, so usually two of us can talk while one Googles. Today, yeah, you it's Google. A, it's <laughs> Where does the Midwest begin? I'm still waiting for a vagina diagram. We're still waiting for uppy-downy vision, right? Like, uh, I will yell at you now Well, James Googles, where does the Midwest begin? Yeah, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Google says. I'm a Many bird. people Wait, label and no, I'm not a bird. Wait, why am I <laughs> not a bird? No, I am a bird. Okay, I'm in Pip's garage. Many people label entire states as either Midwestern or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Bloomberg. That's a great fucking sentence. They're either they label it yes or no. <laughs> Following the U.S. Census Bureau, which defines the Midwest as consisting of an east-north-central division of Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, and Wisconsin, and the west-north-central division of Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri. I don't, I don't think we're there. Oh, here we go. There's a map. Oh, shit, Brad. We're not there yet. I mean, we're pretty close, but according to this map, which is completely random, the Midwest starts at Ohio. What the fuck? How could you even say that? Okay, so here's but what we're I've said. Close to this Ohio. is this is what I've said. I've said Pittsburgh is the gateway to the Midwest. Okay, that is a fair yeah. statement. Now, everybody at home and not watching us, and if you're watching us, I'm going to point the camera at this yeah, map. U.S. map regions. I find this to be interesting. Uh, we have something called the Pacific, which is Washington, Oregon, Flo- uh, California. Yeah. We Makes have sense. The, West. the Rockies, which includes Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, Utah, Colorado. This is the only episode of Portman Show where every state is going to be named. <laughs> okay. 
Then we have the Southwest, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and Oklahoma. That makes sense to me. Yeah. The I Midwest agree with that. is North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin. The Southeast, which is, I think, typically just called the South. Yeah. West correct. Virginia, Kentucky, Virginia. Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. The Northeast. Yep. Now, this one yeah. is tricky because shit gets real small. See? Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, <gasps> Delaware. And. Mass- what? Oh, Massachusetts. And. Massachusetts. Wait a minute. Delaware, Maryland is, Maryland. In, is in the Southeast. Well, oh, I, oh, oh, great. We already did those. Yeah. Terrific. And just but, to make good on my word, huh. Alaska, Hawaii. There you go. <laughs> All the 50. They're, they're, they're labeled non-contiguous. <laughs> they're just out there in the fucking space. Who says we need Andrew for geography? Yeah. But that's interesting that they consider Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. I mean, Virginia is considered south. But Delaware, Maryland, I don't know that people consider that South, do they? That's like mid-Atlantic, I guess, nowadays. Isn't that the Mason-Dixon line at the Pennsylvania, uh, yeah, I guess Maryland border there? Yeah, it is. I think it is. Yeah. But see, that's uh, uh, that was dumb old people like 200, 100 years ago. When was the Civil War? 1860? 1861 to eighteen sixty five. Jesus, that's one hundred and fifty years ago. It's more, almost two hundred, one hundred and sixty. Wait, when's the tricentennial? Of the United States? Yeah. 2076. I'll be dead by then, I'm sure. I'll be 99. Oh, okay. You might still be alive. You could be a robot. I could be a 99-year-old guy. Your brain will be uploaded to some sort of quantum computer fucking floating around in Elon Musk's Mars base. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, so that's why, like, like Pennsylvania and New York and all that shit, like, I've always, being from Arkansas, that's always, that's always been the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Almost Yankee. Well, it is Yankee territory. Yeah, Pennsylvania yeah. is Yankee. You're Anything right. that borders New York State, Yankee territory for sure. Sure. But yeah, it's interesting that, yeah, the Midwest starts at Ohio. I never would have considered that. If this wasn't a podcast, what I'd like to do right now is <laughs> 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 go through this beautiful map, which broken up by region like this, they've actually taken the country apart like puzzle pieces, right? By And each puzzle piece is one of the regions. And I would like to go through every state that I have been to, but I am not going to do that on the podcast. It's interesting the ones that I have missed, but I have missed many in my travels, I'm mm. realizing. I've maybe missed as many as 10. What does simply driving through count? Oh, yeah, you're there forever. I wouldn't, okay, I mean, I've well, flown over every one but two, um, but you got to land. You got to be on the ground. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, if that's the case, then I've probably been, I have driven through every state on the eastern seaboard and every state in the south, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, yeah, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, yeah, I've been to Michigan. I think I've been through, I don't know if I've been to Iowa. I know I've been through Nebraska, South Dakota. Oh, we are. We're doing it. Fuck you, Chad. Yeah, we are well, doing this. I've, I've been Fuck wa- you, podcast I have listeners. been to Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, <laughs> Utah for like 10 minutes, Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho. Have not been to Montana. Uh, have been to Arizona. Have not been to New Mexico. 
All right. I'm sorry, chat. Uh, let's get all back on the same team here. Type all the states you've been into <laughs> into the chat while I go. Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, <laughs> Massachusetts, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, West Virginia, Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Missouri. That's all of them. Yeah. It's easier to just state the states you've not been to. So for me, it would be Alaska. <laughs> yeah, let's do that in segment two. How that? Alaska, Hawaii, Montana, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Uh, for me, Washington, Idaho. My, I flew the fuck over Idaho, but never <laughs> landed. Uh, Washington, Idaho, Wyoming. Would love to go to Wyoming. Montana, North yeah. Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa. Yeah, see, Iowa is a question for me. I don't think I've been through Iowa. I may have, but I don't I don't think I have. I've, I've never had any reason to drive all the way fucked up. Like, I might have driven there for some stupid reason on one of my trips from, like, New Hampshire home and went to Iowa and then straight south. Mm. But I don't think so. That would be real dumb. Correction from the chat. People in the chat are doing more sophisticated things. We have Carrie who's saying that the South, I think she means the South, we do not accept Maryland or Delaware, and we only accept a very small part of Virginia. Right. Well, that's because Jess says Maryland is the Mason-Dixon line. Yes. Well, you said the border of Pennsylvania. I don't necessarily think everything south of the Mason-Dixon line seceded, though, in the Civil War. We had an interesting conversation Mm -hmm. in my private group the other day about secession. Do we think there is going to... This is something we've talked about. This is an old topic for people who were in New Hampshire, like we were. Could a state secede? Hmm. If it was Texas, I'd say no. You don't think so? No, because it would be there wouldn't be popular support for it. It's like you have to stay here and turn blue, Texas. Mm. But could California do it? If they were like, We're so tired of all the school shootings and racism. Yeah. We're leaving. If they let yeah, if some if a state secede, seceded due to uh their desire to be super woke. If there well or if there was a Trump type character or uh, Trump yeah. himself in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um and like that whole Western seaboard just decided to fuck off. Yeah. Now, California has like one of the 10 largest economies in the world. If it were a country, I mean. Yeah. You know, it would have one of the 10 largest economies in the world. Well, it did. Does it still? Can they still claim that? Uh, well, that's... I think they're going down fast, but I don't know. There's still a lot of fucking people in industry out there for some reason. Yeah. Well, you have Silicon Valley out there where all the money is. Oh, so true. Um, but a lot of that is moving out. You're absolutely right. Slowly yeah. but surely. A lot of it's going on. Because Austin. they're being taxed to fucking hell. What did we not do in this show today that we set out to do? Anything? I don't know. I spent the weekend in Hastings. I don't know if we spoiled Andrew's trip enough. No, I don't think we have. <laughs> it, they're, they're, all, no, I don't want to say anything else because I feel like these could be like really important. Yeah, they might be fun. I don't want to even say a keyword because I feel like the keyword yeah. that I'm thinking of will ruin a story. Death. Uh, he told us too much. But <laughs> I spent the weekend in Hastings, which I yeah. am starting to think is the most idyllic place. Oh? Where uh, Gabriella grew up. And I've, I've talked about Hastings on the show before as like, it's like a movie set for like some rundown Midwestern town. Rust Belt. Place called of- Town. Midwestern Town or Western <laughs> Pennsylvania Town. Okay. But the set is like unfinished. 
like everything isn't done being built or it was built a long time ago and then the set was abandoned. Oh, okay, yeah. But it's very quaint and I really like it there and it's very beautiful. Quaint nice and rolling hills. It's hidden. It's like a very hidden town. I see. And the people there, I mean, this guy shows up today at their house. Guy just walks over to mow the lawn. <laughs> just oh. walks over to mow the lawn. He wants to talk to us about lawnmowers and mowing. And then we picked weeds. Okay. Huh. And I was just like, this is a perfect day. <laughs> and we ate chicken noodle soup. This is per- what? Yeah. Are you, are you sick? Eating chicken? No. It's like I, a warm out. That's have you noticed one. everyone's real, like, real coffee out there? Have you noticed this? Real coffee? Everyone is just mm. hacking everywhere I go. They're hacking oh, you and coughing. Mean, I was picturing the drink coffee. Oh, every, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, like, what? You went to Seattle? Uh, is that because they're smokers? Or they got like black lung? No, it was something I noticed like being in the airport um, and being back in like pre-COVID airport uh, scene was cool. Yeah. Um, my, but, yeah. Well, that's what I should, talking about COVID, my fucking, my cocksucking workplace went back to masks Tuesday, right after Memorial Day. They're like, good job, veterans, for saving all of our freedoms. Here's a fucking piece of paper to shove on your face why do they say because they're dumb fucks we were we had no masks for two months and then because i don't know they claim uh, cases are rising or some shit and i was like uh, yeah it's just my whole week and until this shit's over with it's gonna be fucking ruined but uh, it's it's just infuriating that these motherfuckers are bringing it back because you know they're just they're just dumb pieces of shit that are like oh, we don't know any way to prevent this but, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a placebo. The masks are a placebo where corporations can pretend that they're doing something. So if somebody gets sick, they can't sue their, their workplace for not taking steps to prevent them from getting COVID or some dumb shit. That's the only reason I can fathom that they'd be stupid enough to bring this shit back. But it's Pride Month. Oh, yeah. They gave us a bunch of rainbow masks. Why can't we just focus on Pride Month? <laughs> Like, why can't June, like, June, Pride Month, check, if, as far as, like, corporations are concerned with their bullshit? Well, I mean, they are. I mean, they're all over the, the gays. Yeah. There's a lot of this, too, in the defense industry now. Yeah. This. I've seen that the the official uh, Marine, this is one of the things the lefties, or I'm sorry, the righties on Twitter were all up in arms over was the official Marine and Air Force accounts, and probably the Army and Navy did it, too, but they had posts about like congrats on gay month and they had like a picture of you know uh an army helmet and the bullets were like rainbow bullets <laughs> like just insane shit somebody told me they were crayons now that's a joke so there's a common joke amongst military folk that marines eat crayons because they're all dumb oh and so that was the joke actually they weren't crayons they were bullets but the bullet tips were in rainbow colors and then the joke became, oh, these are just crayons. Oh. Yeah. Making fun of Marines. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, what, what are we doing? What the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, okay, fine. Yeah, gays can go kill brown people overseas. No problem. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But it's just so weird that, the, you know, we, we get these and, and like we, we just saw in, uh, what, what is it? My Dinner with Andre is that they are forming uh, self our our own mental prison, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Everybody. all just this information war 
to get people to fight each other so we don't realize that, uh, you know, these pieces of shit in the government are ruining everything. This is all stuff I agree with. <sighs> well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, why? And summer is also such a time for race rioting. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I guess the last strife. couple of years, yeah. It's it's race riot season. Well, no, I mean, what Get happened? Get your torches. What, what happened last was... was um, Kenosha, all that shit. Was that last summer? I don't remember. I thought that was the summer of 2020 when the riots kicked oh, up. Oh, maybe that was those riots. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was last summer was, the trial? Yeah, probably. Of Yeah, uh, yeah okay. Cuz yeah, uh 2020 there was the the damn it. What's the what's the guy's name? Ferguson? Or no, no. Ferguson was like twenty. <laughs> I'm making up people. No, 14? Ferguson was the place. We have uh, Rittenhouse was the shooter. Yeah, but that was after the Floyd. Yes, yeah. Pink Floyd. Everybody on the left hates Pink Floyd. We have to remember this stuff. <sighs> no, we don't. I'd I, I prefer it. not to. But anyway, yeah. And then yeah, then the 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 trial came out twenty one summer. And there was riots for that, and uh, now it's 2022. We gotta f- we gotta figure out what to riot about. Well, I don't know. Shortages, maybe. Ukraine. No. Oh yeah, shortages. People are, are tired of that. We're shortages. gonna riot over shortages for baby food, and then high gas prices. Power grid failures. How about that? Oh, that could maybe that's what's happening with this light bulb. Rolling blackouts. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I think that's gonna be dependent on your state. So hopefully, mm, hopefully yeah. we're not. The quality of your power grid, the use of that grid. These are things yeah. to consider. How, uh, do you have a generator? I do not. Yeah. Maybe I should look into, that's a lot of money. I've already spent so many thousands of dollars on a new uh, lawnmower and refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Remember last week, uh, the refrigerator's dying, so we drilled a bunch of holes into the, the side that separates the freezer from the fridge. Which I did not understand, but you're all still here. It's, well, see, it's just a foam wall, Brett. This is, it doesn't contain any of the components that'll kill you. How do you it's know that there were, okay, so I listened back to that show and I was like, still, <laughs> how do they know? Like, how do you know that there isn't like a hose running through these parts that you can't see that you're going to put a drill right through? Well, I don't specifically, <laughs> other than the fact that I know that most of those components are on the bottom of the refrigerator and the back side of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. This is the wall that separates the freezer from the non-freezer. And it's just insulation. So were you trying to make the fridge cooler or the freezer hotter? The fridge cooler. Okay. The fridge was not getting any cold air. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe a fan died. Maybe something frosted over. But punching holes into this wall allows more cold air to flow in from the freezer and just allow the food not to spoil for a week and a half, two weeks before the new fridge shows up, hopefully Tuesday. It goddamn well better show up Tuesday because that's when it's supposed to show up. Yeah. Uh, here's a thing to end the show with. Okay. So. Thing. I, uh, go to bed the other night after making, uh, you know, it's evening. I make myself some of my homemade ice cream where I take some ice, put it in a Nutribullet or, you know, the blender thing. A blender, yeah. Yep. And protein powder, cream, almond butter, some chocolate pieces. Everybody listening knows the routine. (laughs) I wake up the next morning, I come out of my bedroom. I've optimized my bedroom for perfect sleep. I have white noise. Uh, You know, it's cool in there. Uh, It's very dark. I put little stickers over all the things that make light Ah, in the bedroom. So it's perfectly optimized Mm. for solid sleep. I come out in the morning, I hear a beeping. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm like, huh, 
I don't know what that is. So I go about my day. I'm like, geez, that beeping is driving me crazy. I only hear it in the kitchen like while I'm making coffee. It's faint. Yeah. So I start working. A lot of my work. It's I just hit. a fire alarm. You're fine. No, it's just, it's it's something mechanical, but it, it's like, it's something appliance related. Yeah. Right? A lot of times if I hear something like this, I'm just like, that's the dishwasher doing some stupid thing. You, know? <laughs> you just ignore alarms. Right. So I go about my day. It becomes about noonish. I uh-huh. say, I'm going to have a yogurt. Okay. I like to do a yogurt. With a little protein powder. It's from same stuff I use for the ice cream. Nuts and berries. Keep the berries frozen. Yes. You know, mix it all up. Add a few chocolate pieces. I've got some left over from ice cream. Okay. You're it's, basically making ice cream. It's typically with yogurt. <laughs> this is not usually my morning meal, but sometimes if I'm lazy and I only have like a limited amount of time, um, this is what I do. So I go to the freezer to grab my berries. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. And the freezer is just a little bit open, but just enough open that when I feel the meat, pounds yeah. and pounds and fucking pounds of meat that yeah. I've been... Now, it's not like a freezer chest filled with half a cow. Yeah. But I go to the supermarket, say, ah, pound of meat for the apocalypse. <laughs> Put it in the freezer, right? Now, we're not going to have power. I'm going to have to cook all that meat in one day when the apocalypse comes over a fire. Fine, right? Yeah. Now... The meat's all half defrosted. Yeah, so you shut the door and let it freeze again? I don't know that it's that's fine. what you do. Yes, that is that is what a sane person would do. Like, what, what, do you, what do you think? It didn't defrost at like t- fucking 50 degrees or 90 degrees or something. It's not cooked. I, don't, I have a girlfriend who, to, you know, what was that? Not even two weeks ago in Texas. Is eating eggs out of the car <laughs> after they've been sitting there that's for a while. That's different. A Next car, thing I know, she's lying like on the sidewalk. <laughs> Right? The car's 100 degrees, Brett. Okay. I don't know. Now, chat, if you did one thing in this show, if you did one thing, it's not that you've done nothing, but one way you can really make up for all the things you didn't do (laughs) 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 is to find out if it's okay for me to eat this meat. The day may come where I need it. The day may come where I'm making uh, chipsless nachos for Andrew and James, and I want to use this meat. Now, here's the... the why do you think it's not good enough to eat when it didn't even completely thaw? I don't know how incompletely frozen it became. Like, I could squish it. It was still very cold. Uh-huh. But I don't think you can unfreeze and then refreeze. You can. Do you really? Because you didn't, like, you didn't heat it up. It didn't become room temperature for hours. It just no. became less than frozen. But it was still quite near the state of frozen <laughs> you know what chat i'll make it type a one if you think i can eat this meat and then we'll go you could definitely just fucking cook it and it'll be fine e, okay i don't understand people's paranoia over meat being barely above freezing because like when you thaw meat you put it back in the fridge and it thaws and then you cook it like one or two days later right yeah, I'm, I'm real careful about this. Beef is something that I'll get a little crazy about. Carrie says one. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll, have a, I'll have it for dinner tonight. Yeah. Now, if you said that you took meat out of your freezer and put it in your car and it was 100 degrees for two days, then I would say, yeah, that's not good. Jessica says one. Now, wait, does the chat want me to die because I was mean to them during <laughs> yes. the show because they wouldn't do the other things I wanted? Would. Yeah. Oh, they're real quick to answer in this question, but not any of the others. 
All right. Well, I mean, we fucking did it all. This was a great show. Sure. It counts. Absolutely. Even with that, even with Andrew's doppelganger that doesn't say shit, but he has great abs. Thanks, Gray Man. Oh, the Gray Man. Who, wait. You know, aliens, right? They're little, though. They, uh, they don't yeah. hover over you. They just kind of. But yeah, what if they, it turns out the Gray Men were just mannequins all along? Hey, uh, what if, wait, no, no, no. What if mannequins were the aliens all along? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they're gray men. Mm-hmm. The female mannequins don't count. <laughs> Why do they make mannequins gray? It's probably so you easier don't think to they're tint. real people. Yeah. That way you don't get super scared. You should, they should make them like bright yellow like the Simpsons. It'd be more fun. Yeah, I agree. I mean, gray is just kind of a sickly color. But also, I think it's probably just a natural color of that plastic. Yeah, but yeah. Make them fun colors, like bright white. Like, would that be offensive if they were like solid black? Or I've seen solid black color. Like black is this, you know, fucking monitor, not like the chocolatey black brown of those people. <laughs> this means we're anyway, out of, out man, of topics. Yep. I don't know. I just. Uh, it's hard to end show. I, I was looking at that mannequin. I didn't know what to do, and I panicked. You can't let him. He's not your friend. It's all pretend.